Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Oral Presentations, episode 34, Manual Automotive Transmission, the Alta Vista Translate of How Your Car's Engine Talks to Its Colombian Girlfriend, parentheses the wheels. All right, this is, I don't know how I'm going to do on this one. This feels like uh, episode 12, the test where I had to explain electricity and I was so nervous I took my shirt off for it. I don't know. I'm going to try to explain this to you guys. It took me a minute to wrap my head around what's going on here. Even with moving diagrams, I was still like, what the fuck is happening? What is this? Because here, here's the thing. I, I, did, I did work on cars for a couple of years, um, and I'd still, you know, still like to go back to it once I heal up. But um, I was learning cars from the outside in. I was learning to be a body guy. So my buddy Fennell got me a job just sweeping up and I didn't even know what the fuck a fender was or anything. Like, I can't tell you the complete absence of knowledge I had regarding any sort of automotive work once I started pushing that broom over there. But then you started tinkering around and like just, just, I mean, you hopefully only fuck it up everything like once. And then you just put that in your back pocket and you keep going. And as long as you don't quit, you just keep learning things, even if it takes a minute. You just keep learning. Th- like I remember, there's. Uh, I mean, I remember early mistakes. Like I remember, I was, I was. Like I didn't know. Like there's a type of uh, a screw called a Torx screw, and it's not like I had only seen Phillips head, and then like I had only seen straight line, and then the cross, and then I remember it was on like a Volkswagen Bug. I was like taking a liner out of it and they had screws that are like stars on them. And I think I remember leaning over to Fennell and be like, Hey, they got like theft proof screws on this thing. I don't. And he was like, I know those are, those are your type of screw, man. And it's, I didn't even know. It was like the clever Hans effect episode two, where like, I didn't even know what the fuck, how dumb I looked. I had no idea how dumb I looked, but it was, it was fun. But again, I was learning the car from the outside in and like transmission work is like mechanical. That is, like, even if I became, like, if I reached my Diablo 2 goal that I was going for of, like, become a body tech and build your skill sets on different levels, and then you eventually will become a necromancer of cars that can do things. Like, transmission work is, a, is like, mechanical work, and that's not even, like, a necromancer skill set. If necromancer equal body guy, that's not technically, like, a body guy skill, I don't think. I think that's mechanical guy skill. That's, like, if the necromancer started learning, like, ice spells after he became a necromancer that is good. You know, that's like ice spells afterwards. So it's like, that's pretty far away. And I was, I wasn't even learning. I was learning the outside going out to in and transmission is deep in dude. And, uh, so I wanted to, I wanted to do manual transmission to understand what's even going on there. Like, I can't, I think the way you learn this from looking into it is that you need to do it a bunch. You need to have a beater that you can get in and you can fuck it up a little bit and, you know, learn how to drive stick. And so. Yeah, I mean, if you can't guess, I, I mean, I just kind of gave it away. I don't, I'm not proud of this, but I, I don't know how to drive stick, dude. I, uh, uh, boy, just told the internet that. And, uh, look, it is what it is. I, I never had a stick shift, dude. And I didn't, you know, look, I had an O2 Dodge Stratus in high school. Loved her. Silver. Named Liz. I had a number of different friends take naps in that thing uh, during parties because they couldn't walk anymore. It was a great car. And then after that thing kind of died out, I'm not going to say I was balling out or anything, but it was certainly time to climb into a Honda Fit, pumpkin colored. It got a pumpkin Honda Fit, dude. Also automatic, not bragging. So I never had to drive, never had to drive a stick shift. I remember this one time in high school, this kid named Kurt had a stick shift 
And uh, I remember it came up that I didn't know how to drive stick shift. And he was like, you want to learn stick shift in a graveyard? And I was like, that sounds fucking terrible. No. <laughs> it was like a late night conversation, if you know what I'm saying. So it wasn't like I was really eager to drive anyway. Uh, but I remember the, 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 it was like, you want to learn in a graveyard? And I was like, nah, that's a number of reasons I probably, you know, shouldn't right now. But also, I would never want to learn that in a graveyard. If you fuck up and hit a grave, dude, you get haunted forever. Like, I don't want to have to learn stick shift with that pressure. And then also the pressure of, like, lifetime of haunting is on the line. If you fish tail out and fuck up somebody's gravestone, that could happen. So I never really had a chance to learn it, you know? And I didn't. Even if, like, here's the thing, at the shop, like, it's bad to admit to you guys that I can't drive a stick shift, but it was, it, like, imagine how bad it is, like, like, having to admit, like, when I was, like, teardown guy, which is the dude who you bring the cars that get dropped off in, and then you disassemble them, and then you get with an estimator, and then the job gets kicked to a tech that can actually do the job, like, while you're learning, I was a teardown guy, dude, it was horrendous to have to go ask, like, Chip, like, if I knew that, like, a stick shift, like a V-Dub, like a Volkswagen came in, a lot of those are stick shift. Like, I, like I, I would, I would have to like, I would have to just tell him, you know, and he knew, he, everybody knew, but it's another thing. Like, you know, when something comes up and you already knew it and you're like, Jesus Christ, dude, I would have to go up and be like, Hey, Hey, Chip, you see that VW got pulled in, dude. I, I bet you look so cool driving that thing. You know, I, I'm just thinking out loud. Like it's like a green car. I bet if you got in that car, you'd look so cool. If you like pulled it in, you know what I'm saying? I don't know why. I just feel like it's not a good vibe, like you and driving that thing into this job right now. Like I would pull it in, but I feel like you look great doing it. And eventually you would just catch all my fucking bullshit of like, oh, he's trying not to admit that he can't pull it in himself. But that was a that was a thing. I never and all how am I gonna I can't learn on somebody else's car, man. That's a customer car. Don't learn on a customer car. I don't even know how bad I can fuck this up. I do not want to blow that thing out somehow or hit something. And looking into this, I turned it. I mean, I figured out if you don't actually kind of know what you're doing, you can definitely jump either forwards or backwards way too quick, which would just be, I would just turn into hitting something. And then a job that maybe wasn't that bad gets way worse because Chris hit a wall. I don't want that. I, I just never wanted to hear Chris hit a wall, you know? So it's like, if I had an opportunity to learn stick shift, I would, but I just didn't feel like the time was right. Anyway, so let me explain the title of this. So we're going to, I just, I wanted to learn manual automotive transmission in theory because there's no way I can actually learn it, learn it right now. But I wanted to see what the fuck was going on with this thing. What is going on? There's three pedals. I remember looking down, somebody tried to teach me once and it was just like, dude, these are three pedals. I'm already nervous. What is going on here? Which pedal is what? And at a certain point in time, it's embarrassing to be like a, a certain age man and be asking these questions that like I should have learned when I was like 16, 17. It's just easier to just kind of hope a manual doesn't get pulled in. If it does, be like, oh, God damn it. Anyway, so I wanted to look into manual automotive transmission. It's not a super sexy topic, um, but I, I wanted to learn it. It's kind of like a science trade topic. I just wanted to learn what is going on, like what's transmission, how's it talk to the engine, how's it talk to the drive shaft. And so that's that's actually where the, the name of the episode came from, Manual Automotive Transmission, the Altavitsa translate of how your car's engine talks to its Colombian girlfriend, parentheses the wheels, because I dated a Colombian girl who didn't speak English when I was at like 19 in, at Westchester, and she was great. But so she would come over, and then if we ever had the talk, you know, I was probably the best boyfriend I've ever been in that relationship, looking back on it, because I just couldn't bellyache to her. I just I couldn't speak her language and she couldn't speak my language. So anytime we would have to like we would have like conversations, conversations, I would just fire up my desktop and we pull up Alta Visa Translate 
And we would, I would just type in some a paragraph, and then she would type in a paragraph, and then we'd, we'd watch White Chicks on VHS again. That's great. Honest, honestly, it was just there was no chance that I could annoy her by complaining or anything. I was probably the best boyfriend ever then. And it was just, I, it, look, it just, it just, I bet she felt like she was dating a Pokemon that couldn't, you know, couldn't really speak her language. And I kind of felt like I was dating a Pokemon. You know, it was just two Pokemon figuring each other out. So that's what it's called. That's what a manual transmission is. So the manual transmission is your Alta Vista here between your engine, who is one fun Pokemon who's trying to have a good time, and then your drive shaft, or for the purposes of this presentation, your wheels. So your engine has to get its force over to the drive shaft, over your wheels, but the engine only kind of moves at one speed. So that's why you need your transmission, because your transmission controls how much force from your engine is getting put into your wheels based upon what size gear it uses, because also a transmission is also known as a gearbox. And I learned that on this. And then, oh, hey, check this out. Again, these are all going to be dumb guy revelations. I don't know how stupid this shit is or not. But so a transmission is called a gearbox. And then you know how you, you've heard people in the Fast and Furious talk about like first gear, second gear, third gear, fourth gear, fifth gear. That's because that, those are actual gears in the transmission. And what you're doing in a manual transmission is that you're using the clutch pedal to disengage the engine from the transmit or from the drive shaft. Like you're, you're cutting off power from the engine to the wheels to be able to manually shift which gear you're using in the transmission. Again, if you are like our, our guy who like actually like grew up knowing cars and shit, I am sorry if I'm disappointing you right now. I don't know what if you were under the impression that I am a, a man who is like well versed and excellent at everything about cars. That's not true. I I just worked on it pretty hard for like two and a half years, three years, and then I, I did get hurt. And hopefully we'll go back to it once I fix myself. But yeah, so I'm looking at a manual transmission. I don't even know if I'm apologizing to anybody right now. I don't know if anybody had expectations that I was some sort of car samurai. I am not. I believe I remember calling Chip a car samurai to his face. Like the first time I interviewed with him, I would go, he was talking about what you want to be. And I was like, dude, you're like a car samurai. I'm trying to be a car samurai. You can pull on a car. You can fix anything on it. Car samurai, bro. Also, I don't have my whole family doesn't have any car samurais. And I got a nephew that if I can become a car samurai and then he becomes like, I don't know, 16, 17, then he doesn't have to go to college and learn. You know, I can teach him car samurai skills. And then by the time he's 25, he can be doing whatever the fuck he wants, making a good living on a trade, you know, so. I mean, that's kind of a goofy goal, I guess. But it was a goal. That, like, if my nephew gets old enough, that's that's one of the big reasons I wanted to learn. It's kind of like start a trade line in my family. You know, I'm not trying to say too much or anything. But anyway, so manual automotive transmission. Let's talk about how I can't even fucking drive stick car samurai. Fucking idiot. It's all right. We're learning. Hey, all right. So your transmission is your Alta Vista Translate between you, your car's engine, and the wheels. Because they're trying to talk to each other. They want to be in love with each other. But it's just hard. They don't speak the same language. That's where your Alta Vista, a.k.a. your transmission, comes in. So the way we're going to go over this is we're going to go over just the idea of leverage and gear size. Then we're going to take a look at a transmission overview, uh, including gears and the ratios. We'll get into that. Then we're going to take a look at the clutch. What the fuck does that thing do? Engaged versus disengaged. And then at the end of this, I'm honestly going to try to tell you how to drive stick. Which is bold, because even if I know how to drive stick, it's not like driving. It's not like actually it's like, it's like the arc welding episode where it's like you can know about arc welding, but you can't do it. 
you can't take well just by learning from it. It's like a feel thing. But we're still going to go over the last part of this. I'm going to try to explain to you how to drive stick as if I, if I as if I was telling myself. If I could only give myself a cheat sheet of like, here you drive stick. That's what the end of this is going to be. So again, sorry it's not a super silly topic. Uh, if you want silly topics, and I'm not trying to sell you hard on anything, but uh, I did uh, a three-pack of like three shorties for uh, for a Patreon episode this week called Broken Zoltar because uh, I took requests uh, from Patreon listeners and what they want to hear because I want to try to work on doing smaller ones just in case if stand-up comes all the way back and I get to run live shows, I got to be able to do them in like eight to 12-minute chunks. So I want to do like multiple topics short, and I tried to do like nine of them. But then once I started doing them, they all came out like 20 minutes or so. So I could only do like three. Um, but it's still a, a fun thing. And then those three topics were uh, this movie star, Heidi Lamar, who uh, invented counter jamming technique for the Allied forces on her off time of being a movie star. Also, her life story is pretty funny because she just runs out on a Nazi husband before she even becomes a movie star. Just fucking rolls on him in front of his friends. A big part of that is like how how embarrassed that that Nazi husband must have been because she rolled out on him and then became like one of the most beautiful, most famous movie stars ever. So, you know, he saw that shit in an era where like you probably never have to hear about what your ex is doing if she ran out on you. What are the odds of that? And like how his friends were probably making fun of him Cause at some point in time, she made like a movie where like she had an orgasm face. So it was a big deal in 1933. Anyway, so that's Heidi Lamar. Uh, and then I did fiberglass more than just hockey sticks. That is, that's a fun one. That's kind of like a, a science trade one too, but I liked it. And even if you don't listen to it, yo, check this out. So the pink insulation, the fiberglass insulation that you have in your attic or your walls and shit. And if you don't wear gloves, it'll make you all itchy. Okay. The reason that's pink is because that's what color the glue is that they spray the glass fibers with when they make that shit. Right. You don't even have to listen to the episode now, dude. I solved that mystery. Yeah. Now you know why insulation's pink. It's the color of the glue, right? I don't know. Look, I like small mysteries like that. Again, if you actually know shit, you probably listen to some like this just sounds like an adult man making like revelations about things he should have known when he was like 15. But I don't know. I like that one. And then the last one is about this lady in uh, like 1964 who started jerking dolphins off to try to get him to speak English. Uh, it was serious science, but, it, you know, it was sponsored by NASA. But, yeah, this lady, she had no training. And just at one point in time, the dolphin she was working with just got so horny. That she was like, yeah, I don't think she was having a whole lot of success with teaching it English. So, I mean, she went for it. I mean, if your if your job description is get this dolphin to speak English, you got to have some long shot plans. And I guess she just went with jerk this thing off because it's so horny. I got to get it to concentrate. But again, not judging her or anything. It's just yeah, science is what it is. And there's other jobs in the world where you jerk off animals. I'm pretty sure. But it struck me as odd that she just kind of won it and and came up on that one and was like, I'm gonna try this now. Um, so those are the three topics I did on Patreon this week that are all kind of silly. Um, if you wanted to check them out, if not episode 34 manual automatic transmission, God, yapping away. Let's get into it, Chris. All right. So leverage versus gear size or leverage and gear size. Okay. So the principle of leverage, which is important for me to be able to explain why these gears are different sizes. Okay. So if you had to break into a door to save, uh, your hypothetical daughter, like I say, you're, yeah, you're like Sean Penn. Is that my daughter in there? You're fucking losing your mind, right? Okay, you got to break in this door, and you got two choices. You can either use a crowbar or you can use a fork. I mean, everybody's going to go with crowbar, even instinctively, just the name of the thing. If you got to break a door down, definitely go in crowbar. You know, you fucking fork, what am I eating? 
but you would go with crowbar because that's a longer lever. So you put that thing in the door and then you either rock back on it or push it and you're transferring more force because it's a longer lever. It's a bigger lever. So you're transferring more force into that door to snap that open as you're screaming like Sean Penn. You would not go with the fork because that is a smaller lever. Also, how the fuck are you going to push on that thing? It's going to hurt your hands so bad. Even if the fork doesn't break, your hands are going to hurt. It's going to feel like you got stigmata for like three weeks, even if you get that door open. That's going to hurt. So you'd go with the crowbar. It's the longer lever. All right. That translates into gear size here. So in a transmission, you got gears that are bigger, gears that are smaller, moving at different speeds. It sounds like that's uh, if you look if you watch the, one of these models move like that song like it just plays in your head when you're watching this shit. It was hard for me to solve, but I'm going to try to explain it to you guys. All right. Gear size. So bigger gears transfer more torque through your engine shaft into your transmission, which eventually goes into your wheels via the drive shaft. So bigger gear torque city. You're using those for like. In, for, in first gear, be the biggest gear you have. Now, it does rotate slower in comparison uh, to the drive shaft, but we'll get to the ratios on the gears in a second. So for all you need to know right now, bigger gear is transferring more torque. So first gear is going to be the biggest gear you got. Second gear, a little bit smaller. And so you're trading off torque for speed and efficiency at higher speed. So second gear, a little bit less tor- torque, a little bit more speed. Third gear little bit less torque, a little bit more speed. Fourth gear, torque not so much. Getting some speed going, though. Fifth gear, not a whole lot of torque, but you are hauling ass out there. All right, so that's why big gears, more torque, less speed. Now, all right, transmission overview. All right, so as we've covered, you got your car engine, which, and it's, unless you drive a Tesla, which I, I, don't, I don't think you drive a Tesla. I mean, I'm not saying you don't drive. If you do, good for you. I'm just saying, but I think most of us are over here with internal combustion engines still. Shout out Honda Fit. Um, so your engine is having many explosions, which is causing force to be transferred into your engine shaft. So let's say your engine, little explosions, and then it's got a shaft sticking out of it towards the back of your car. Now that shaft, I mean, it also goes through the clutch right now. So in between the engine and your transmission is a thing called a clutch. We'll get to what that is in a second. But so you go engine, engine shaft, goes into your transmission, which then puts the energy into your drive shaft. But the transmission is like your Alta Vista if you're trying to talk to your Colombian girlfriend because, like, let's say some girl named Karen texted you and you didn't know to save attractive women in your phone at that age as name of popular African-American comedians. So if you get if you get texts and another girl sees it, she's, she doesn't see that Karen texts you. She sees, like, Bruce Bruce texted you, and she's like, what the fuck? And they don't even ask questions at the time. Let's say you were younger. You didn't know to hide that. And so she was she sees it and she's like, can't say still Karen. Right. She was fucking pissed and then hit me in the head with a Burger King soda. And then it went all over my blinds. I didn't even get mad. I just laughed at like how crazy that was that like you hit me in the head with a soda and now there's soda all over the place. But so let's say you got some sort of disagreement like that between the engine and the drive shaft. You need your transmission to step up. You need Alta Vista to step up and try to sort this out because you don't feel like driving her back to Norristown right now. And you're pretty sure that like, there's no way she can actually track down what's going on here. You just got to make sure, make sure things are okay. Again, young and unethical dating, but I I never cheated on her or anything. I was just like, I got to make her stop asking about this Karen thing. Also, my blinds are going to be sticky until I move out. There's no way I'm going to clean that shit. Anyway, so your transmission is your Alta Vista here. 
So transmission in your car is used to transfer the force produced from your car's engine into your drive shaft and then into your wheels, okay? They're using different sized gears as we've gone over. And bigger gears, you got more torque. Smaller gear, gears, you got less torque, but you got more speed. All right, so by torque, this means how many times the, the engine shaft, which is the thing coming out of your engine before it goes into your transmission, your engine shaft is going to rotate in comparison to how many times it makes your drive shaft rotate. So in first gear, that's that big gear. You got a shitload of torque coming here. Let's say you're going up a hill in Maniunk, something like that. Let's say your engine shaft in first gear is going to rotate 3.8 times around. And that, when it's put through your Alter Vista Translate transmission, will make the drive shaft, which then goes to your wheels, rotate one time. So in first gear, 3.8 rotations of your engine shaft translates into one rotation of your drive shaft. That's why there's so much torque coming out that drive shaft, because your engine shaft is rotating almost four times around to make the drive shaft go once. Now in second gear, let's say your engine shaft is now going to go, because it's a little bit smaller gear now, your engine shaft is going to rotate two times, and then it's going to go through your Alta Vista Translate transmission, and then your drive shaft is going to rotate one time. So you're dealing with a two-to-one ratio. It's not as crazy as that 3.8-to-one ratio because you're in second gear now. You're trying to get some speed going here. Now, let's say we shift into third gear. Even less now. Now you're going to have 1.4 rotations of your engine shaft, and then once that goes through your transmission, a.k.a. your Alta Vista, you're going to have one rotation of your drive shaft. So that's almost one-to-one -one ratio here. So you're in third gear, 1.4 to 1. Now, fourth gear, what's up? This is called direct drive. This is when the number of rotations of your engine shaft are the same as your drive shaft, hence the name direct drive. So for in fourth gear, let's say we got one rotation of your engine shaft. You're looking at one rotation of your drive shaft. It's a one-to-one -one ratio, baby. You're fucking hauling ass out there. Check this out. And then we're going to learn a vocab term today. I learned what this was. I think it's pretty cool. In fifth gear, your engine shaft is going to rotate less than your drive shaft. So let's say your engine shaft in fifth gear, because you are hauling so much ass, and this is a smaller, smaller gear now. We're going less torque, but way more speed. Engine shaft is only rotating 0.8 times. And then when you put that through your transmission, Alta Vista Translate, your drive shaft is rotating one full rotation. So in fifth gear, your engine shaft is rotating less than your drive shaft. And when that occurs, it's known as overdrive. I thought that was so fucking cool to learn what overdrive actually means. I'm sorry if you guys already knew or if you're disappointed in me for not knowing it or anything, but that's what overdrive is. When your engine shaft is rotating less than your drive shaft, let's say you're in fifth or sixth or, you know, seventh gear, driving a Viper or something, I don't know, but that's what it is. When your engine shaft is rotating less than your drive shaft, that's called overdrive. That's the actual, how many times have you heard somebody fucking be like, kick it into overdrive and have no idea what that actually means? I've heard so many people say that shit. I, I bet people who say it don't even know what the fuck it means. If you take nothing away from this episode, at least overdrive is a term used in a car's transmission, and that's when the engine shaft is rotating less times than the drive shaft. So it's kicking in less full rotations than it's putting out in the drive shaft. That's what overdrive means. If you take nothing else away, I feel like you're going to walk away a little bit, just even a little bit smarter if you didn't know what overdrive was. 
And now whenever you hear somebody fucking use that term, you can actually maybe call them out on and be like, hey, do you know what that means? And they, dude, I guarantee they won't unless they work on cars. And, and you don't even have to, I mean, I don't know how well I did explaining that. You could just be like, you know, it's a term regarding a car's transmission and probably leave it there. If the guy didn't know shit, he's not going to come back and be like, well, tell me about that. He has no frame of reference to call you out. You have won the overdrive joust, sir. I don't know if you want to be calling people out or anything. I just feel like a lot of people use that term, don't know what it means. I'm sure that I have used that term before today and not know what it means. That's why, I, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm not a saint, you know, I do things sometimes. I don't know. Anyway. So these are the gears and what the gear size means in relation to the engine shaft and the drive shaft. All right. So when you're changing gears, you ever heard the term grinding gears that grinds my gears? I think it comes from this because if you don't shift gears correctly, well, especially before. So right now, like uh, manual transmissions now have these things called synchronizer rings, which help because when you change gears, you're going to move one gear that's locked with one thing, then you hit the clutch, which is then going to release the engine from being able to talk to your drive shaft. It's going to cut off the power from the engine for a second. That's what a clutch is. We'll get to it in a second. But it allows you to be able to change gears in your transmission. So you have to change what gear is going into your drive shaft and, receive, and receiving power from your engine. And so if you don't have a way to do that smoothly, the gears will physically grind on each other. And before they invented a way to try to make this as smooth as possible, it was hard as shit to drive this thing without grinding gears. That they fucking just grinded. Now, the way they kind of fix this problem is something called synchronizer rings, which are, and see, this is a part where I wish I had a picture to show you. But for the purposes of this, a synchronizer ring is a smaller ring. I think they're like copper, uh, or not copper. They're kind of, they're a different uh, color when you look at them. But, um, they help synchronize when you're going to switch gears. They put pressure on the gear that is going to be the new gear to be able to get that thing up to speed. So the RPMs match. So when you shift from like second to third gear, third to fourth gear, whatever, a synchronizer ring will get the next gear up to speed and pretty close so that there's a seamless transition. So you don't grind gears. That's why a synchronizer gear is important. And that's what term grinding gears I think comes from. I don't know what else that could mean. It's, I'm, I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb. I think it's a car transmission term, grinding gears. That's what I'm going to go with. Also, there is a reverse gear, uh, which I should say that uh, you got to be at a full stop to be able to go in reverse because there's no, uh, there's no synchronizer ring for reverse. So you have to be in a full stop, shifting or, yeah, shifting to reverse. So you can't shift from like third to reverse without blowing this whole fucking thing up, I'm pretty sure, which. Before I learned this, I, I wouldn't have known that. So you got to stop all the way in a manual transmission to be able to shift into reverse. And there's only one speed in reverse. Uh, it's a 4.1 rotations of engine shaft to one. Um, yeah, yeah, and your rotation, uh, your rotating gear is always going the other time, uh, the other way the whole time. Now there is so right now you got an engine shaft, you got a drive shaft. I haven't really mentioned this, but you also have what's known as a counter shaft underneath. And this is the way the gears are threaded, but I'm not going to be able to describe the paths that force travels through the different gears. So I was kind of going to leave the counter shaft just out because for the purposes of this, I just wanted to talk about the engine being able to talk to the wheels and why the clutch is important, but just in the back of your head in a transmission. So you have the engine shaft, you have the drive shaft. There's another shaft in there that has a bunch of other gears on it. So if you ever look up what, what an automotive transmission looks like, there's like multiple rings of gears going here, but because it's audio and I don't have any visual aids or anything, I can't really describe the paths of force traveling. 
I thought about it, but it's like, dude, it would get so convoluted. And also, I think that's a little bit much for this. I just wanted to cover the basics of a manual automotive transmission here. So let's get to the clutch. All right. So you got the engine, you got your gearbox slash transmission slash ultra visa translate, and then that feeds into your drive shaft. Now, in between your engine and your transmission is something called the clutch. Now, the clutch is a coupling device used to separate the engine and the transmission when necessary. Now, this is when you are shifting gears. So when the clutch is, uh, I'm sorry, when the clutch is disengaged, I'm sorry, let's start with engaged then. All right, when the clutch is engaged, that means that it is holding on and the clutch pedal is fully released. When the clutch is fully engaged and all the engine's torque can be transferred to the transmission and to the wheels. That's when the clutch is holding everything together. Your engine is able to talk to your transmission, which is able to talk to your wheels. That's when the clutch is engaged and the clutch is a thing that holds on to the in-between between your engine and your transmission. But that's why when you want to change gears, it's time to make the clutch disengaged, which means when a clutch is disengaged, that's when the pedal is fully depressed so if you're going to change gears you got to push the clutch pedal all the way down and when you do this it severs the tie between the engine and the transmission so no torque can be transferred from the engine to the transmission when the clutch pedal is fully depressed this is in an uncoupled state and it, this makes it possible to be able to select gears so and it's hard to describe this but there was one really cool thing about a clutch here called a diaphragm spring because when you push the clutch pedal down, it has to disengage like uh, uniformly. It can't just be like, like you can't pry it off from one way. You got to keep everything kind of like balanced. So a diaphragm spring, when it's engaged, it kind of looks like a hat. But then when you push it down, like if you had a diaphragm spring, it kind of looks like a flower slash hat. So if you're just laying one in front of you. So when it's engaged, it just looks like a hat. But if you put your hand on top of that spring that looks like a hat and you push down the top of that hat, you see how like the rim of that hat would all come up uniformly. That's what a diaphragm spring looks like. It looks like a hat spring, but you put your hand on it. And so the edges come up all uniformly. So the clutch is able to disengage the engine from the transmission uniformly, which makes it nice. Oh, that was cool. Diaphragm spring. So if you're going to switch gears, hit that clutch. Uh, also, um, there are like clutch slips, which is like a halfway or a mid mid ground of the use of a clutch pedal. Uh, and you use this when you're looking for something called a clutch bite and it allows the vehicle to be started from standing still, or if it's already moving, it allows the engine to go to enter a new gear and have like the, the synchronizer ring and the gears kind of go up to speed. That's when you would be like feathering the clutch here. If you think I didn't, I don't sound like I know what I'm talking about up to this point, it's not going to get better because all right, Chris, so how do you drive stick? All right. Step one, make sure it isn't a customer's car. We've gone over this. Can't use a customer's car because it's just bulletproof this. We got to find a beater at some point in time or a family member's car who doesn't care if I blow it up. But I don't think I have anybody to drive a stick in my family, to be honest with you. I don't, I don't really know. I should find out and then learn how to drive stick. So step one, make sure this isn't a customer's car. Step two. All right, you got to... First off, so you got three pedals down there. I remember this clearly when Jay tried to teach me. It was fucking scaring me looking down at those three pedals. It's just like, this is this is an impossible puzzle, Bobby. I'm in fucking inception right now. I don't know what I'm doing. All right. So first off, if you're actually going to drive stick here, Chris, depress the clutch all the way and then turn the key in the ignition to start it up. 
That's step one. Hey, engine's going. Clutch is depressed. We're good. Now, shifting into reverse here, because we assume we got to back out of a spot. All right. So with the clutch depressed, you shift into reverse, and then do not fully release the clutch, Chris. All right? What you got to do here, you got to feather the clutch and the gas with both feet. You're doing like a delicate dance here. And you, this, this allows you to back up in a controlled manner. Because if you release the clutch all the way, if you, if you shift into reverse, dude, that car is going to go flying backwards. And as we've covered, you're going to hit a fucking wall or something. Hopefully a wall. Hopefully not like a person or another car, which would be worse than wall. Wall is best case scenario. If you, if you forget that like, oh, I'm just going to shift in reverse and release the clutch. You're going to go flying. You might, I remember there was a creek behind that shop. You might just fucking fly right into the creek, dude. Then what are you going to do? You're going to say you're sorry and then, and then quit out of, out of shame probably. So anyway, you go in reverse, both feet. Here we go. Feathering the clutch and the gas. It's all right. All right. Here we go. We didn't hit anything, let's say. Hardest part, apparently, is shifting into first gear. All right. We'll do this in steps here. One, push in the clutch fully, and then shift it into first gear. Now, again, just like when we were going to reverse, dude, do not just, just jump off the clutch here. You got to slowly ease off the clutch until you feel the car move forward a little bit. And that is what is known as the clutch bite. Because then as the clutch is trying to make your engine talk to your transmission, which then talks to your wheels, it's going gonna, it's gonna to bite a little bit, hence the clutch bite. And that means that the engine shaft has engaged with the transmission, but just a little bit. Now slowly ease off the clutch and feather the gas, baby, slowly. Or you're going to jump forward, and we've already gone over this, hitting things is no good here. So just slowly easing it, doing a little delicate dance with your tootsies down there. This wasn't as bad as you thought, right? We're okay. First gear. All right? Okay. And also, uh, you want to be looking at the RPMs when you're shifting gears here. So let's say you want to get your RPMs to like 1,800, and then you're going to shift into first gear. And then if you're moving a little bit, we haven't hit anything. Let's. I hope we're still in a parking lot, Chris. But if we're going to go out on the road and we're going to shift into second gear, look for about 3,500 RPMs to be able to shift into second gear. Now, you clutch to disengage. Use a shifter to change gear, feel the clutch bite, ease off the clutch, second gear, baby. Now this, again, I'm describing these things as if I could do them. There's no fucking way I could do this seamlessly. It would take a parking lot and a shitty car for me to be able to do Because from looking this up and watching people like try to explain how to drive shift, almost all of them are like, this is a lot of muscle memory here. Like you just got it. Like you can understand it conceptually, but until you get in here and you have to learn how to move your feet and like have it not feel weird you're probably going to fuck it up. So, but conceptually, at least now I understand what a transmission does, manual transmission, what a clutch is, how the engine's trying to talk to your wheels and it needs to go through your Altavista's translate, which is your transmission. But yeah, I couldn't honestly, like if I, I would, my one thing here, and this is, and this is a dumb thought, but I remember watching the guys who made Tony Hawk pro skater on N64 talk about making that video game. And all of them said that, like, I, none of us could skateboard before making this game. And now we can all ollie pretty, pretty good just because we understand the mechanics of it. Now, how, dude, how full of shit does that sound like I am right now being like, yeah, so I fucking kind of halfway uh, learned this and I, I bet I'm an expert. I'm not saying I'm an expert. I'm just saying I think I would, I'd be able to do the steps slowly in my head. 
honestly, if I got it out of reverse without hitting anything, I feel like first gear is pretty much the same thing going forward. And then if we can get into second gear, okay. Now, just for just for the sake of what we're talking about here, let's just hit on downshifting real quick. Let's assume that, holy shit, Chris, we got it. We got it. We're flying, but we got to kind of downshift a little bit now. All right. What I would be looking to do if I'm looking to downshift as easy as possible is something called rev matching. Now, to do this, let's say I'm in fourth gear. I fully depress the clutch. So, again, that severs my engine being able to talk to my transmission because that clutch pulls it away using that with a diaphragm spring that looked like a uh, lady's Kentucky Derby hat if you put your hand on it. So it goes all around the rim, all uniformly pushing it away. Engine can no longer talk to your drive shaft. Relationships falling apart. She's so mad she hit you in the head with a soda again. So fully depress the clutch. There you go. They're not talking to each other anymore. And then you give it a little bit of gas, just a hit of gas to be able to match the RPMs. And then you downshift. And I also learned that if you're in a manual car and you're looking to pass somebody on the highway, let's say you're in fifth gear, they can down. I mean, there's that's like a double clutch shift, but I can't explain that to you guys. I watched some guy do a double clutch shift and it looked cool and it sounds cool. And I wish I could understand it, but it looked like he did a little river dance. And I was like, there's no fucking way I can explain that. If I can get through this at all, I'd be pretty impressed. Um, but there is a way to double clutch. So like that's where if you jump gears down, let's say you're on the highway in fifth gear and somebody is crawling in front of you, but you want to pass them. Then you might downshift one or two gears real quick because then that would uh, allow your engine to transfer more force to your wheel or more torque to your wheels. So even if you're hauling, if you downshift to third gear and then you hit the gas, you'll fly around that person because your engine is now being able to transfer more torque to your wheels because you got to pass this person. I can't believe they're on 295 going this slow. Well, much like at the end of episode two with the electricity test, I don't know how this went. I hope you got something out of it. I, at least overdrive. At least you know what overdrive is now. I thought that was pretty cool. And then direct drive is one to one, but nobody really uses direct drive as a term. Knowing what overdrive is, that's the one thing I'll take away from this. And just kind of understanding what the concept of what a transmission is doing between your engine and your wheels. See what's going on. Because your engine is going to spit out the force it's going to spit out. And your transmission is that Alta Vista Translate trying to make that relationship last forever until she's forced to leave the country because they're. Dental hygienist visa at Cabrini ran out. You got to drive her to the airport at 4 a.m. You'll never see her again. You know. Guys, I think it went okay. Uh, again, if you want, like, sillier topics, I did uh, three weird ones on Patreon. Um, and I think I'm going to be doing more of those type of episodes where I smash a couple shorties together. Because it made it, like, a nice long episode for Patreon. And if people are signing up for that, dude, I want to try to, you know, do the topics they want to hear. So, anyway, guys, thanks for listening. That was episode... 34 of oral presentations, manual automotive transmission, the Alta Vista translate of how your car's engine talks to its Colombian girlfriend, the wheels.